I had to <laughs> I had to slap myself because <laughs> you are falling asleep when you are watching the Oscars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Flick Lab. I'm Corri, and here's Henrik. Yeah, and today is going to be something completely different from the previous episodes. Well, not really in the sense that we both have a rally accent. We are from Finland, so you have to <laughs> suffer with that. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But, there, but our accents, overall accents, and when it comes to pronunciation of the names, it's only a problem when a film podcast does that. If you're a rich asshole who wins like useless awards, then it's completely fine and everybody just loves you for it. It just brings something extra to your charisma or some shit like that. Yeah, and the challenge of today is to see how the audio is gonna go because, yeah, I have a really, really, really fanatic church right in my backyard. Not in my backyard, but definitely on my backyard. They have a lot of this clink-clong, clink-clong that you hear during the recordings and now they're gonna have some, you know, kulkue on the street once again so enjoy the music and the real challenge challenge today seeing how our podcast started with this theme of you and me fighting during the episodes when it came came to our conflicting ideas about the movies is to be somehow even more competitive than what will smith and chris rock were oh henrik oscars are valid again oscars are the top story of the last few weeks, apart from well, you know, uh, 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 hideous war crimes. Oscars have always been the top story following the two weeks after the Oscars. There's always some fuss that keeps it on headlines and it never amounts to anything. Like you, you, do you still remember Oscars so white hashtag? That was a huge number Can't for say I exactly do. two weeks. Right. Or that one time when Travolta mispronounced someone's name that was like a like a whole thing for <laughs> two weeks what happened here why, why are we talking about the oscars on the flick I, I guess we are talk, talking about the oscars simply the, the out of out of goddamn systems well yeah amen to that because i was thinking if we're gonna do any more award ceremonies in the future i mean there's a hell of a lot of award ceremonies out there and they don't have to be oscars because i know you yeah, like there, them there, there's better award ceremonies out there and overall, you know, talking about award ceremonies is kind of a useless business, in my opinion. But yeah. Oscars have been, to our listeners who most likely all of you haven't heard what goes on in the in the background of, of the podcast, Oscars mm-hmm. has always been kind of this looming ghost behind us. Ever since we first year started doing the Flick Lab, the, the question was arised, should we cover the Oscars? We were thinking about doing like like a live recording, like watching the gala, the whole thing, and and just you know doing on the spot recording of, of the experience. That was voted down. The next year it creeped back up again, and we kind of gave a leeway. We talked about Parasite, which was was Oscar nominated film last year, and. Well, the question, should we cover the Oscars, was brought up even today, this year, and this year we already did kind of like 
Well, this year we covered the, the nominees for the best foreign. Have I really bothered you about the Oscars for three years? I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah. It it, it was a question that kind of came up every time that Oscars were coming. Like, should we this year, should we cover the Oscars? And po- each time the answer was no, we, we should not, because neither one of us really cared enough to do Oscar coverage, as, and especially like watching the gala for the four hours that it lasts. Yeah, well, since we now covered all the best international feature film nominees for 2022 in the Oscars, well, we just thought that it would be, uh, well, an episode to discuss about how we feel. How do we feel about the fact that <clears throat> it came, it went as it as it went, Henrik? So no surprises in any way in this Oscar ceremony. So basically, Oscars are um, giving the main prize now to a film that was uh, for a long time seen to be the the winner of the Oscars because it was winning so many awards. But you know, Henrik, it is. The Oscar goes to, went to, drive my car. How do you feel? I feel so, yeah. I feel so to be absolutely honest. That That's my opinion about when it came to, like, who, who got it. I don't remember what I was banking my money on. It was either Flea or Drive My Car that I suspected that the Academy would... Yeah, Flea. Would yeah. I at least, uh, you know... I, I remember that I thought that the flea was perhaps the most deserving of the of the award, mm. but I do remember theorizing that drive my car is also is is a is a high competition uh, competitioner because mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of a safe movie to to award since everybody else has already also awarded it. So it's, you kind of know that if if somebody asks why did you give it to this movie, you can just, you know, point to all of, all of those other awards and say that, you know, because it's a really good film, ask ask anybody. And also because there is that that art is something self-grandizing masturbation somewhat going on in in the undercurrents of drive my car which most certainly is a is an aspect that appeals to like hollywood directors and producers yeah well i'm i this year's oscar nominees nominees i felt that there was a lot of interesting stuff in all of them but on the whole there was uh, a lot that i just couldn't go right past and that's the case case for drive my car as well uh, great cinematography, a lot of great things, great acting, but I I was let down in some aspects there. I can understand why it appeals. I also, in many ways, don't understand it. There was no this kind of a ride that would be kind of really obvious for me. Yeah, that's the one that I want to win the Oscars this year. But Flea, Flea was well, Flea was kind of the safe choice, I would have to say. Yeah, also, but Drive My Car. I think because of the industry industry pressure is the winner here. Who knows? Could could be also that the Ukraine war just didn't quite get there in time. Otherwise, it may have gone to flee. What do you think? Mm, possibly, yeah. I don't really know. When it comes to Oscars and them taking any kind of a political side in anything, it's kind of like a wet rag. I wouldn't count too much into it. Mm-hmm. It might might have 
garnered some extra points for free, perhaps because refugees and refugees, but... Yeah, <laughs> Drive My Car was the Japanese contender, as you might know, and Flea was from Denmark, and The Hand of God from Italy came empty-handed here. And, well, I was also disappointed on Flea's part that Flea didn't win anything because it was also nominated for uh, the best the best animated film, animated feature Yeah, film. but then again, in best animated, it, it competed against Encanto. Yeah. It was kind of like... The smallest surprise in the, the history of animated films that Encanto won. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it myself. Have you? I haven't watched Encanto, but it's the this year's or last year's like hot ticket Disney animated film. And whenever Disney, or Disney Pixar, or whatever the hell is hell and today is releases a movie, you know that that movie is going to be nominated. And it's pretty safe bet to say that it's going to get the Oscar, simply because, you know, Disney. Mm. Yeah, we kind of postulated for different reasons that the films might be on the winning list for Drive My Car. It was the artistic merits, the kind of things that appeal easily for the board. For example, the fact that the beginning credits start at the 40-minute mark, because that's important. For Flea's part, could have been the refugee crisis. The Hand of God, the easiest one to skip here, and nothing so strong sociopolitically. Uh, Lunana, a yak in the classroom, had the advantage that it was coming from a small country of Bhutan, who had not competed in the Oscars. Well, it's the it was the first Bhutanese nominee ever in the Oscars. But no, we didn't get this magic story from Hollywood where a small... Small Bhutanese, Bhutanese nation would be winning winning an Oscar just for the fact because their nation is so small. Uh, the worst pers- worst person in the world from Norway, also I suppose, uh, in many aspects very skippable sociopolitically. So it was kind of left at the hands of drive my car and flee at the end of the day. Yeah, or that would be my my take. That would be the easiest ones to pick from the list. It would be interesting to know how, how many votes might have gone to uh, in the board to for these different movies. How, the, how does the voting process go in the sense of the deciding the ultimate winner there? I don't know if, if there actually is any big surprises to be found in that territory either. Yeah, It's very much a question like what films do the, do the members of the board actually see the trouble of checking out any given year? Yeah. It still is like every film runs at least like 90 minutes. Uh, today, m- most of them run over 120. So there is, of course, the time question. How many films you actually get the chance to watch? And then there's also like how many films you actually even care to see. So there is kind of, kind of a, a dropout process going on already b- before they even check out the films. There's this natural dropout. That happens where between the nominees where movie X for well any reason whatsoever gets like gets seen by most more members of the board than movie Y. Yeah, for me, I was hoping for Lunana to win this race. Uh, I was happy to get Lunana or Flea to be the winner. All in all, all in all, I think they were the the best films out of the bunch. 
uh, Lunana being one that I uh, kind of liked the most, if you will. Um, perhaps when it goes to recommendation side, it could go either to Lunana or Flea. I don't know. What, what did you feel? What, 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 is, what, what did you enjoy the most out of this? I don't know. Perhaps Lunana or Drive My Car. All right, yeah. That's cool because Lunana was made of such basic elements. Like this uh, this guy who goes through this transformation process as a teacher in the mountains. Yeah, I mean, that transformation process that there was nothing really groundbreaking uh, story-wise in the film except kind of the, kind of the setting and the, the way that the people were directed. And the, and the, the village itself was an interesting little curiosity. There were other categories as well for international films. There was Best Adapted Screenplay. Drive My Car was nominated. Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi and Takamasa Oe were nominated for that, but it went to Coda. So it was not any kind of a landslide or, or very exciting for <laughs> international feature films this year, I have to say. But hey, let's talk about Will Smith. Goddamn savior of this episode. Will Smith. Will Smith. I don't know. I don't know if there, there was kind of a even anything to say about Will Smith even at this point. Well, there was some smacking in the Oscars. Will Smith gave a slap to the host. Yeah, and it tells a lot about the award ceremony that that's the most imp- interesting thing that happened during it. Yeah, and <clears throat> Chris Rock, unsurprisingly, did not press any charges and. And that was kind of that. But Will Smith also, he re- resigned from the Academy on April 1st. Yeah, they can, it bears to remember that it's not up to Chris Rock really. At the end of the day, choose whether or not does, is, is charges be pro, being brought up against Will Smith. Most likely they are not, but it still is the district attorney who gets like the final say. Of course, Chris Rock, not be willing to press charges is something that, well, naturally affects the district attorney's decision, but he still has the possibility of pressing the charges if he feels like it. Yeah, so that was the Oscars, Henrik. Fantastic. That pretty much was the Oscars. It was kind of a went away with a slap. <laughs> well, we also got the 60 Years of Bond little video... Six years of Bond celebration video, and I was happy that Timothy Dalton was kind of largely featured in that as well. Yay! Yeah, I'm. Did they forget George Lazenby completely? George Lazenby was in the video, but George Lazenby was not mentioned when the award presentees were there. Yeah, so kind of a backhanded compliment, also. Yeah, quite sad. Well, there was also the performance of. Billie Eilish performing No Time to Die. And even that, I don't think it was her best performance of the song, but it was all right. It was all right. And it was short. There was also a performance by Beyonce. Which I skipped. (laughs) Which was built on really nice stage. Had a hell of a lot of green screen. Unfortunately, the the ceremony ran out of budget when it came to actually hiring someone, someone to do VFX. Was that the one that was supposedly taking place outside in a courtyard or something? Yeah, it was some in some type of a parking lot or or somewhere. I don't know. I just noticed that everybody is is everything is green. Absolutely everything is green. It was more green than bloody Martian in your average sixties like sci-fi film. And they and they were singing how it feels so good to be alive 
in a music show that was produced for the the gala. That also saw it necessary to mention the situation in Ukraine. I guess the, the all the Ukrainians were happy to hear it feels so good to be alive. But you know, kudos to, to Beyonce, kudos to the song, Be Alive, for quickly recapping the whole plot of the film, so I don't now have to go and see King Richard. Yeah, it was, some commentators said that this really was kind of the, really the low point of the Oscars, I don't know about that, but there there were a lot of kind of awkward moments and really misplaced humor, and the same lady, I forgot her name, <clears throat> who was saying that she couldn't quite get to the show this one horrid joke because they they wouldn't approve of it but she was somehow able to sneak in this joke about black people being loud i don't understand that i don't maybe i missed something but i don't know if you checked out around the four minute mark when the <laughs> ceremony just got started and there's the white girl saying that yeah she's there to call the cops when the black people get loud Eat. Basically, all that what that that was, it was kind of a like lukewarm joke on the esp- uh, expense of of the Karen stereotype and the black relations, especially through the Karen stereotype. It sounded really awkward. Well, but then again, it's a, a stand-up routine in in the Oscars. Mm. Like where, when fucking never has it been somewhat cringeworthy. It has been extremely more cringeworthy in some years, I give you that much. I don't know about that. Like Every single year when the, when the Oscars are come out, every time people say that this was like the worst Oscars in the history of Oscars. It, it's kind of a like, like you know, it, it's, it's the Oscar cycle. Like, two weeks before the, the nominees get, like, or, or even, even, let's go even f- further back. If you're in a small country like Finland, well, and if you manage to get into the shortlist of, of possible films that may, may, may be considered to get, get nominated for a film, well, that's when the cycle starts for you. When the media goes nuts and is like, oh yeah, we finally had a chance to, to win something from the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And then you hear about that like two days and they watch it down. Then the nominees gets, uh, get announced and two weeks before that there starts the media bus. Oh my god, they are all, they are like preparing to, to announce the nominees and they watch it down. And then two weeks before the, the actual ceremony happens, the media bus gets up once again. It's really lame. Oh my god. And kind of pointless. Oh my god, they're wearing clothes. And everybody complains how this was the worst ceremony ever. And the mm. Oscars are just losing viewership. And it's more cringeworthy this year than it was the last year. And it quiets down. And it's like silent for the rest of the year. And then the next cycle starts once again. Rinse and repeat. Even the venue looked to my eyes before much bigger. I don't know what Yeah, happened. the venue has always sucked. It sucked the last year also when they were all crammed up in some, I, I don't know, some hotel restaurant. What happened to that stage that was really, really, really far away and they had to travel for miles before they got to the stage? I like that. <clears throat> really appreciated the fact that when, they, when the winners were able to talk for two hours before the next one came on stage. I mean, that's what it's all about, the freaking show anyway there's nothing else to really salivate on except the, the speeches so well but there's nothing to salivate on the speech, uh, speeches either 
No, it's always, but... I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank everybody who took, took part. Or, <laughs> or if it's not that speech, then it's something about something that somebody feels is somehow political and topical at the moment. Like, yep. do you remember last year there was the, the, the whole show about Joker versus Parasite? That went on before the Oscars. That was like the the last year's great boss. Yeah. And that that was 2019, no? Tw- oh, the fuck tw- was the last? 20, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021, something happened there <laughs> in between. Uh, never mind. Ne- never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's all blank in my mind these days. I'm I, I I'm already forgetting this year's award ceremony. Yeah. Well. Let's talk about weight gain, Henrik. Um, so in many cultures, it's okay to describe people's appearance in different ways. If you go to Japan, if you go to Korea, they might say, oh, what lovely little puffy cheeks you got. And that's okay. On Or, oh, you look like a lamppost. Well, no, not really. But in this year's Academy Awards, there's a mention at 1620 about Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, who gained some weight this year. Well, why? Why do you make the mention? I think this is something that we really don't do in the westernized culture. What about burp sound effects? Do we do that? Apparently we do. At 29 minutes roughly, there's a burp sound effect. That's all I got, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then again, you know, when it comes to Jennifer Lawrence gaining weight, jokey remark, what are you going to say about it? Are you pro or against that comment? I don't know. I haven't been watching Jennifer Lawrence's pictures. Yeah, but even if if, if you had, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> really? Or, a... or, or, or what, what does the the standalone remark even even mean in basically anything? Like you mentioned that it's okay to to joke about it this or, or make mentions about people's weight in in Japan and in in Asian countries. So is that is that a good or bad thing? Like. Do, do we Westerners have it backwards or forwards? Oh, I don't know, Henrik. <clears throat> I just find yeah. it find it really awkward that we're talking about any kind of specific body parts. And, oh, you look like this and look, look, look like that. Who cares anyway? No, I don't know. We have kind of done it always. It's it's like when it comes to choke material, it's one of the low hanging, hanging fruits, which means that, of course, everybody is going to grab it at some point. Why wouldn't you? One of the easiest chokes you can make. Uh, what it's about... in the same territory that, like you may have noticed, every single time, every single year, there is somebody who makes a joke about that film not being seen or that actor not being recommended or accomplished. Yeah. And ever since, like Me Too, there has always been the Token Weinstein joke, as it was also this year. Oh my it's God! So kind of a... is there because why wouldn't it be? All right, so it's a token joke now. Every year. Hmm. I would say, yeah. Or at least the next five or ten years, it's going to be a token joke. As, wh- as long as, as you know, uh, Harold Weinstein stays relevant in our, in our memories. There's going to be a token Weinstein joke in some form or the other. Yeah. Simply because it's, it's kind of like a free joke. You're kind of a, even dumbass if you don't just, you know, make it. Yeah, you can just... Somebody get- has to... Just forget about that guy. Oof. I'm sure the victims are not too interested in hearing about that guy all the time on the TV. Well, Henrik, but gets, let's get to the meat of the whole discussion. Jada Pinkett Smith 
and lack of hair because of alopecia. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane Toon can't wait to see it. What about this joke? Reference well, it was... It, it got a half a chuckle out of me. <sighs> I don't understand these jokes this year. I, I don't really watch the full ceremonies anymore for many, many years. But come on. Like, these are so easy situations to avoid. Why would you escalate? Wow. Well, but once again, once again, why wouldn't you escalate? Because that's just wrong. I, either, I don't think he knew that she has alopecia. He should know if he's making the joke. I don't know. I can't really be that pumped about the joke. I, I, I thought I, I thought that it was like a half a chuckle joke. Anyway, Henry, it was not, nothing that really makes me break out laughing. But was like, <laughs> yeah, G.I. Jane, that was a film. That was a film, and Jada Pinkett Smith was not even in it. No, but Demi Moore got, like shaved her head. Yeah, totally the same yeah. thing. A movie from '97. Everybody remembers still. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, um, I gotta slap myself. I no. hope you don't get any, any sexual pleasure from the act. No, but do you know why I had to take the pleasure to slap myself? Because what are we doing well, here? Well, that's just you. You just admit that you took pleasure. Oh. God damn. No, I, I. No, that I, the people I have to work with. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and before you ask, yeah, that was King Saving. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had to slap myself because. You are we're, falling asleep when you are watching the Oscars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about alopecia. We're talking about silly jokes on stage of the Oscar ceremonies. We're talking about uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And her uh, <laughs> <laughs> You see how much I seem to be into the, the American pop culture. The only thing like Seriously, a serious question. What the fuck were we, would we be talking about? I, I like the award speeches? They all suck ass. <laughs> Any comments about the costume designing <laughs> for this year's Oscars? Well, well, that one lady had a like, green dress that took up a half a stage. And that one lady was wearing kind of something that was out of the, the same cloth. I, I think it was green. Just kind of making these wobbly waves and yeah, taking at least one third of the stage. Yeah, I was just waiting when the VFX finally get added to the picture. <laughs> All right. How but long? To, to be ab ab absolutely honest, I didn't even watch the whole ceremony. I just kind of, <laughs> kind of skipped through it. Like, yeah, ju jumped from one point to another. Oh my! Oh, but it's a, it's the lame jokes part. Okay, what what amount is going to be? Okay, it's going to be the the best animated. Well, that's going to go to Disney. Uh, skip five, like two minutes forward. Okay, it's it's the thanks speech. What it does it say? Something about the industry. Okay, skip to the next award. What's going to be? Oh, look, it's the music performance. Is the song good? And when they... it thirty seconds. Yeah, this is okay. And when it came to time, came the unavoidable time to talk about Ukraine for a minute. They even messed up that part, and I, I couldn't understand what the hell they were even saying about it. Like this. And there's a genocide going on in Ukraine, and all women are losing their rights and trans people. Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I guess, I guess, also women and w trans people are losing their rights when that when that genocide is going on uh, <laughs> amongst okay. with absolutely everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this was supposed to be related to Ukraine or what, but it was coming like in the in the same second, in the same sentence. 
all women are losing their rights and trans people. It's it. I I took it like once again, once again. I I did it actually. Watch the whole speech <laughs> because I I was just jumping all over over the recording. But um, my my on the, on the moment take was that it was once again attempt to be super on the nose on what's current in in political wise this moment. I just add and cram everything into as as small a time as humanly possible. So you get a, get a speech that kind of jumps from one problematic political point to the next. Like you you get oh my god mm. there's something happening in Ukraine. Oh my okay. god the female women's rights. Oh my god okay. the recent discourse on the trans rights that is happening. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that George Floyd was not being brought up. Well. All in all, a lot of burping, a lot of weight, a lot of bizarre comments about war, uh, actual punching of people or slapping. Take it as you wish. That that still was the most interesting aspect. Oh yeah. Well, of the of the gala, it and was. even that, it's not really that interesting. No, and even that was kind of censored on some part on the American TV. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They they peeped out like Billy yeah. Smith saying fuck. Yeah. But then again, who gives a shit? Once again, I watched the uncensored clip that was aired in Japan or some other country. And it was nothing special. It's it's like one slap and then somebody say, and then we been saying fuck twice on TV. Mm. But would it be time to say keep your fucking Oscar ceremony out of my flick lab? But this is precisely the reason why we haven't done Oscar coverage before. And now we have, and we noticed, <laughs> can see that it's a horrible mistake and never do this again. Coda <laughs> uh, was the best picture overall. And as mentioned, best inter- inter- international picture was Drive My Car. Billie Eilish won uh, the, the best original piece of music. And yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's an it's a award ceremony by a bunch of rich people to a bunch of rich people. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> so, so when when you get the the rich people doing something, well, like, is it a surprise that any type of a attempt that well po- being political kind of fla- falls on its fa- face? And at least when it's not like supporting a charity or doing some type of a aid campaign, like Sean Penn has been doing, mm-hmm. and Larry DiCaprio who has been like going on stage and talking a lot by, about climate change even the ukraine part that that little tag that they had on the on the that the strict text on the screen teaches that yes please help ukraine in every possible way that you can something like this it, it, <laughs> in what way <laughs> and, and that was more aimed at the audience yeah because you know when you watch the call up from your home that message kind of took the whole screen so it was not so much aimed at those present here at the gala and it was more aimed at you who are or, or in your living room sitting on your couch and in in that light what it, what it in the end is it's a bunch of multi-millionaire actors and directors asking the audience the middle class and the poor you and me to help the ukrainian because something something community or something something mm. the most important like the most important lesson to be learned about the Oscars Burp. and about all, all, all of this Punch. is that these people they are frauds every single one of them 
and there's like no reason to to look them uh, look up to them. It's interesting to follow people's reactions, though. Some people are completely over the moon and just can't contain themselves. They keep they keep watering their eyes out on the Dolby theater floor, and they need to reconstruct the entire stage because of all that tear. But then there are those people who are like, okay, gee, thanks, bye. So what is the real reaction to receiving an Oscar? Should you be over the moon and crying your heart out or do the opposite? It kind of depends on the person. Like, I do believe that to those who get nominated and especially those who win, the Oscar actually means something. Mm. The kind of unofficial history of the Oscars at, at least as far as I've been able to ever comprehend it, is that it's a made-up award. Was, was, it, was it in the 40s or when the, the first Oscar ceremony happened? And it very much was that, like, it, it's an award created by the studios. During that time period, the film studios themselves find out that they are producing all these, these dramas and, you know, what have you, and nobody is going to watch them. So they just kind of created the Oscar ceremony in order to drive up, uh, drive up the bus when it comes to, you know, all those not blockbuster Ben Hur movies that the paying audiences were not going to see naturally wise. Mm. And that's why the, the whole, like the reason why the Oscars exist. But the, the thing behind the Oscars or the gimmick behind the Oscars was that it was a was and is an award that comes from the industry itself. It's the industry veterans awarding people in the industry, and because of this, it seemed at least partly more prominent than other like film awards that get uh, get handed out by the critics or or some type of artistic board or something like this. Uh, essentially people who are not working in the industry. This is like, uh, Oscars is the case of Steven Spielberg getting the award from the board that has uh, Martin Scorsese in it. And because of that, of course, to the winner of the award, the director, the actor, etc., etc., it might feel more important and more prominent because it comes from some other director. Or it, it comes like a mass of directors because the, the Oscar board is like, what, 200 persons <laughs> or more. But because of this, it may actually feel like if you are a director and you're an actor and you win the Oscar, it might feel like a big deal to you because Steven Spielberg has been putting his vote in that you should win it. And he's a director just like you. But that's about it. Like, when it comes to why I should care, why you should care, why anybody else should care about the Oscars, well, that's a really good question. And mostly I would say that it's just a made-up hype by the industry. Oscars, every single year, they get sold to you. Like this somehow magical, more prominent event than any other film award event is. Mm. It's it's got the news coverage. It's the it, it's being streamed in the in the Finnish TV. It's streamed in all the TV channels. It gets streamed in Japan simply because it's the Oscars. But you know, look past the hype and what 
actually is there to see. Nothing much really. Lame jokes, pretty boring speeches that you have already heard like a million times, or then it's just a speech that kind of just falls on its face and is is more or less just a huge disappointment to you. Like to harken back to the year when Joker win. Oh, Joker didn't win, but Joaquin Phoenix won like the best actor, if I remember correctly, for his part in Joker. And to the paying audience, as Joker was like the, supposed to be this whole point, or at least they made it into a whole point. It became a hugely topical, uh, topical movie, and there was that that whole debate about Joker versus Parasite, etc. Should Parasite be should the, the best picture be handed to Joker because it talks about all these societal themes and it's really like defending the poor and the underclass and this is our one chance to, I don't know, smack against the banks or some shit like that. And then Jaguin Phoenix, your clown prince, finally wins, gets on the stage, has his chance to give that speech, the rallying cry that will arm all of you to rise against the the global bank system and take back what your oh what what's what's yours and really make the American dream finally come true because it hasn't done that for the past fifty years and then Jaguar Phoenix opens his mouth and what he does he talk about he's talking about the evils of the dairy industry how milk is murder or something like that like that's that's that that's the the end moment it, it wasn't that uh, i've seen this million times i want to thank i want to thank everybody me too speech no it was the the other it was the it was the b road hmm. it was but there was don't drink a... milk and think about the baby cows don't drink milk yeah go vegan go sexy yeah go sexy go sexy sexy love yeah like seriously guys these people they are frauds they are fake yeah Christ. Well, Eric, uh, when it was 2020, I believe, uh, when Parasite won, I, there was a little bit of hus and bus and fuss around the ceremony because of that. Yeah, that was something that didn't really happen every day, that that uh, foreign film would <laughs> win the, the, the best, best film award and the best foreign film award. And now that you kind of was, you was talking about it, the whole thing, uh, it seems that this could be a way out into the big leagues for the Oscars to even expand further the whole international nominees part. Make it more international. Make it more international. That that's the, because people are watching it all over the world. Why not bring more exposure? Okay, Hollywood is still one of the the biggest leading the huge machine that we have, but I think that would be a way to get more viewers and people uh, getting interested in the show again. I, what else is there if you're gonna keep up the fake smiles and the shitty jokes then add this now i don't know if that sa- saves anything okay. like why should people care if it if it gets more global yeah it, it still is like like fake smiles and, and shitty jokes and that's all we have time for today yeah. <laughs> god bless the oscar let's never do this again <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying for this episode. <laughs> and the f- well, you can just get up, uh, get up on stage. In that case, remember to t- thank the academy and tell how this is the most important moment in your life. Well, 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 at least you won't need to hear us for the fortnight. We'll be back then. <laughs> Until then.
Joo. No, ainakin saatiin viimein lyhyt jakso aikat. Joo, ei tästä tarvitse enempää. <laughs> <laughs> Joo, eiköhän tätä ole väkisin pidetty tarpeeksi. <laughs>